Welcome everybody back to another Lakutimaran Shir. Uh, as always, this is our 27th Shir. It's called Transforming Morning into Morning. And uh, the Shirim could be found, previous Shirim could be found on breastlove.org and on my SoundCloud at Nach Daily. It's very exciting working together with the Breastlove Research Institute. And uh, tonight we're going to be learning lesson number 247 in the Lakut Maran. It's a very small piece. And uh, some of the people that listen to this year, they told me I should start giving dedications to this year. So I want to dedicate this year uh, for people that have been struggling from COVID and really in a state of pain, people suffering with loss. And uh, it's the three weeks now, it's Tisha B'Av, where we certainly, we're no strangers to loss and suffering in Yiddishkeit. And, you know, people who listen to this year, I want them maybe on some level, they could turn morning into morning. They could turn their sadness into happiness, as we'll soon learn about how that connects with Tishabov, how that connects with Kinnis as well. Uh, we're also, we're going to learn a little bit from Lukut Maran. We have a piece from Sichas Aran, and we have a small piece, Amir Tzashem, we'll get to from Lukut Halachas. Uh, what we're going to be talking about is how uh, Rabbi Nachman said that uh, we're going to talk about kinnis and just a little bit outside what we're what we're going to see inside is that uh, uh, Rabbi Nachman is going to talk about how kinnis has this amazing, amazing transformative power to it. And uh, what we're going to see on a deeper level from kinnis, we're going to see about uh, how a person's averus can actually be transformed into a very, very positive and constructive thing. Now, we're not saying you should do averus. But we're going to say that there's a transformative power that in the darkness, a person could bring the biggest light. Uh, I wanted to preface this with a very well-known Chazal. Uh, Chazal say that a, uh, a person who uh, does tshuva ma'ava, they do tshuva with love. Uh, what happens? We all know that there's donim arnasim zuchuyos. The worst averas they did in your, your life, the worst things you did, the mazid you did on purpose, with full intent that you were doing whatever you were doing, your donos, the averus you did on purpose, they're nazim schuyos. They somehow, there's a transformative energy in that, that they actually turn into mitzvahs. So this is something that really, we should all stop, really think about this incredible thing that a person does tshuva ma'ava, that the worst things, their addictions, your bad habits, your difficult relationships, you know, your depression, your anxiety, the things in life that get you down the most, the things that you actually did on purpose in complete full-minded awareness, somehow there's a transformative power in those Averas that are able to become mitzvahs for you. They're able to become merits and advocates for you. So we already see classical Judaism, classical Chazal, that a person, there's donos, when they do tshuva out of love from God, and we're going to see exactly what this has to do with Tishabov, and we're going to kind of take it from there. So I'm going to do the script, so the screen share over here. It's a very short piece. It's lesson 247 in Lakut Maran. Let me do the screen share. Okay. Uh, you can see that over here. Let me make it bigger. Does that make it bigger on your screen, in the screen share? Okay. So a, uh, it's this piece over here. This piece over here, Reish Mem Zion. And we're just going to jump right in. Bezohar Kodosh, Bezohar Kodosh in the Zohar, it says, Sheteku Hanemar Bishas, 
when it says teku in shas, hu bechinas mechuser tikum. So teku means, uh, let me just read it and I guess we'll translate, dehainu shenechsar hanun shel hatikun venase teku. Right, that the nun is lacking from the word tikun, rectification or fixing, the nase teku, and it becomes a teku. So let's just, again, let's just say those two, that sentence again. The teku, an unanswered question, like it says in shas, that's because it's lacking an answer, it's lacking a fixing. It's missing the nun from the word tikun, the nase teku from the word rectification, and then it becomes a question. Okay, let's just explain a little bit, a little bit what that means, right? So for those of you who don't know, teku, the word in shas, in Gemara, when there's an unanswered question that they don't, that the Tanayim, Amarayim, they don't know an answer to, and it's, they leave it blank, they leave it unanswered, that's called a teku. It means, okay, we don't know, we're gonna see. So teku, uh, is uh, Roshe Tevos. It's an acronym for the word Tishbi Yitaritz Kushios Veabayos. That Tishbi, Elioa Tishbi, Elioa Navi, is going to answer our questions and our difficulties. Meanings, we don't know the answer to this question, Teku. When Mashiach comes, when Elioa Navi comes, then we're going to, we're going to uh, know the answer for it. So Rabbi Nachman says, what's a Teku? It's missing the Nun, of tikkun, right? The nun represents this ender nun, the end nun, the long nun at the end, it represents the gematria 50, which has to do with something called the nun share bina, the 50 gates of understanding, the 50 gates of wisdom, right? So a person's lacking in their understanding. So now it becomes a teku. It becomes something that you don't understand. When Mashiach will come, and the nun share bina, the nun from tikkun, from rectification, right? When Mashiach comes, it will put the nun in its proper place. And now we'll have answer, we'll have the understanding from the nun share bina, from the 50th gates of wisdom. We're going to have that understanding which was lacking, which caused this lack of knowing what to do, this lack of advice, of this lack of perception. That's going to be fixed with the nun. When Elioa Navi comes, Tishbi Yitaris Kushbi Abayas, we're going to have that nun back, and then there's going to be an answer to the questions that we were bothered by, and that's represented again from the word tikkun. Now let's, let's go back, and we're going to see how all this plays out. It's, it's, it's fantastic. It's really amazing. Okay, back to the screen share over here. Vida, and you should know. That this nun straight, there are two nuns, a nun pshuta, which is the end of nun, which is the long nun at the end of a word. When it's lacking from the word tikkun, and we don't have clarity and understanding, and therefore our questions are unanswered, and it turns into teku, an unanswered question. Then that nun gets lowered, humbled, and bent. And that nun, when it's lacking from the tiku, from the teku, it gets put uh, into the word kinus, which is the same letters as tikun. Shahu osios tikun. Raksha nun nechafefes. Rather, the nun is bent. Hashem yigalenu v'yishapchu ha-kinus le-tikun v'yishtaken ha-teku. Hashem should help us and redeem us 
and flip the kinnas, the lamentations that we say on Tisha B'Av, which is the same letters as Tikkun, it should be flipped to a Tikkun, the Yistakin, and it should fix Hateku, all the unanswered, all the unanswered questions in life. So again, when the Nun gets lacking from the word Teku, right? So Rabbi Nachman saying the Nun in a certain way gets bent, right? So we know that there's two Nuns. I actually should have got a screenshot of the two Nuns, but I didn't, uh, I didn't prepare one. Right? There's the end of nun, the long nun, and then there's, that's called the nun pshuta, the simple straight up nun. And then there is the nun kfufa, the bent nun. So he's saying when there's tiku, when there's lack of clarity, that's when there's a teku, when there's lack of clarity, there's lack of advice, there's, lack of, there's darkness, there's not understanding how to proceed forward in life. So then the nun gets bent and you turn that into kinas into lamentation. That bent nun, the nun comes, and, and therefore the, the, uh, the tikkun is to say kinnis, because then it's going to answer up all the tekus. So let's just, again, let's just flesh this out a little bit and talk about what this means, right? So again, we mentioned that when a person's, when the nun kfufa, right, when the nun represents the 50, the, uh, the, the Nun Sharibina, the 50th gates of understanding, which is there's lacking, which means there's no personal or there's no national clarity, right? That we're in Gullus, we don't know what's going on, the nation doesn't know what's happening, right? Or a person doesn't know how to proceed forward in life. And basically things are not straight in life, they're bent. So people are left confused, people are left sabrachan, we're left down, that we don't know exactly what to do. And again, there's these two types of nuns. So let's just speak about them for a little bit. That there's, again, there's the nun shuta and there's nun kfufa. So the nun kfufa, a bent nun, it's, it's like it's sleeping, right? While the nun shuta, it's like it's standing up. That's why it's bent over. And in fact, it's brought down that the nun stands for, uh, is the nun of neshama, is the nun, is the nun represents the soul. And it's also, or it could be the nun of nefila. Why? Because, when a person does mitzvahs, then they're like the nun pshuta. It activates their neshama. But when a person does averus, it lowers their neshama and it humbles and it's almost as if they're like a, uh, they're being weighed down by their averus. So if you picture the nun, if you picture the nun, it's like this. You can see like, I guess that would be a nun, a nun kafufa, right? So it's almost as if a person's in prayer stance. Like a person's like, you know, like in yoga, you have like prayer position right? So the nun is that it's being, one way to understand the nun kufa, that it's, way, it's being weighed down by its heavy averus, it's getting bent down. Another way to understand the nun kufa is that it's constantly humbled in prayer stance, like a Moshe Rabbeinu who received the Torah, he entered the nun share bina, that the Torah was given in 50 days, and at the same time it says Moshe was the unnov, the nun of unnov is the nun for Moshe Rabbeinu that Moshe received the Torah in 50 days and 50, and because he entered the 50 gates of understanding because he was really the unnov Mikol Adam. And we actually found this. So Moshe, again, uh, just like the Neshama is humbled in front of God, so too Moshe was the unnov Mikol Adam and made himself like nothing. So you see the nun in nothing in English is really the same term because Nothing is the nun that a person, they either fall, that they're nefila, they fell all the way down, they feel like nothing, or nothing could be a good thing that they activated their neshama and they completely feel in prayer stance, totally, totally bent to God.
Same as like none. Or like none. None. What do you mean? None is none. None is none, right? None is none. Very good. We want none of that, right? So again, when you have none understanding, when you have no understanding, you see that no sound coming up again in the English. So then a person feels it's nechser hatikun, right? And that's why the word tikun, that's why the word nun shuta comes at the end of tikun because in the end, right, we'll realize because in the end of the day, in the end of the entire world history, it will reach its tikkun, meaning that we'll totally understand, we'll have this higher perception of das, we'll have this higher perception of wisdom, and the world will reach its final tikkun, which means all the tekus in life, all the difficulties in world history, it's going to have an ultimate rectification to it. Right, and that's the nimshuta that it's the fifty sharibina that the world is going to be filled with the knowledge of God, like the waters that cover the earth. Which means, which means it's, it's this same concept over here, of that the worst thing that happened to us in life, the teku, the confusion of exile, the confusion of gullus, the darkest things that happen in a person's life. The tekus, how can I keep on messing up? Right, all this donos right? All this donos, the things that you do totally that are lacking tikkun, that are lacking perception, they're going to be in the end, they're going to reach their tikkun. We're going to have full understanding and clarity of the difficult things that happen in our life, how really Hashem was guiding everything, every, 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 uh, everything from the beginning of history and each individual's each individual's life. Now we're going to see, we're going to, we're going to a, uh, I know it's a little bit heavier and more deeper today, but we're going to, again, we're going to continue to flesh this out. We're going to look at Sikha Zaran over here, how really this contains the secrets of Torah. Okay. Let me just find where that is. Do the screen share and hold on a second. Okay. Sikha Zaran. This is Sikha Saran, Rabbi Nachman's Wisdom, Letter 3, a very famous piece over here. He was astounded in the greatness of God. It's impossible to explain this in writing. And he said, Hashem's vastness and bigness knows no bounds, no measures. Because amazing things are happening in the world. Amazing, exalted things are constantly happening in the world that we are completely unaware of. That we still know nothing, nothing at all. And, ki, and this is what's also brought. The main thing of knowing is to know that what do we really know anyways? Sorry about that. Ki, ki again, the main thing is, the main understanding is getting to a point of understanding where realizing you don't know. This means according to every level of knowledge and perceptions. Even when a person reaches the main point of knowing, of understanding that they don't know, 
Even when you get to the point of reaching the fact of understanding that you don't know, you still haven't reached the perfection of it. Because that level of understanding that you don't know is only on that level of knowledge that you're on. But on levels of consciousness and perceptions that are higher than you. You're completely unaware of exist. So even when you reach the point of understanding that you don't really know what's going on, that's only on that level you began to realize that. But there are millions of levels of worlds and perceptions that you're completely unaware of. Nimsa. So comes out, we know nothing. But even when we know that we know nothing, it's still not the ultimate purpose. Because we still haven't begun to realize that there are perceptions beyond us. That brings us to the true understanding of we don't know. Now, I want to focus on this point over here, right? Right? And he was astounded at the greatness and vastness of Chula. Even a person falls tremendous. And every person fell and did the Averis and everything. And they did their Zdonos, they did Averis on purpose, addiction, pornography, gambling, bad relationships, affairs, horrible things. The Nevertheless, it is usur to give up on yourself. Because tshuva is higher than Torah. Therefore, yish, discouragement, never give up. Because if you're zoche, your sins, something else will come from them completely. Like the Gemara Numa says, that a person's avonos, their uh, sins turn into advocates. <laughs> and there is in this hidden, hidden things. There's the nun again, the nun nafila. From all the nephilas, v'yeridas, and falling, sheba olam in the world, rachman alitzlan, yecholin lachazor alav yisparaf anakel. You could very easily come close to God. Kilik dulaso ein cheker, because God's greatness knows no bounds. The iker shahakol toloi boy, and the main thing is shelo ye miyayish atzmo, that you should not give up on yourself. Litzoak el Hashem, calling out to God, leschanin lispal alav yisparaf tamid. And to call out and to pray to God in your own words, in your own words, constantly. So let's just recap that amazing, that amazing piece over there. So Rabbi Nachman's saying is that the main thing in life is to know, there's the nun, the nun of knowing, to know that we don't know anything at all. And even when we begin to understand that we totally don't get God because God's ways are so vast, there are millions of levels of consciousness and perceptions beyond even what we're aware of, things and that we're completely ignoramuses of. And even when we realize that we don't know, there are millions and eons of worlds and alamoselyonum and things that are happening that we're completely have no idea. So this is what he says, a tachlis ayedia asherlo nedam. And then he goes on to speak about tshuva, right? Because once you start seeing God is so big, 
a person writes them off and they start saying, right? They think, oh, I messed up. I didn't Avera, right? I didn't Avera must mean I can't say Rashab, right? So Rinachim explained the whole secret of tshuva is, is that you made God small in your mind, but God is big. Right? So you think you know? You don't really know at all. Very easily you could come close to Hashem. And this is what he says, that Yeravonos are nasim schuyos, that in this contains sisre nestoros. Now, I don't even, I'm not even, I know I'm not even scratching the surface, right? This contains the secrets, the secrets, that in all our averas contains the transformative power of tshuva. That in the worst, most difficult, dark times in our life, there's a power of tshuva. That from the tekus, from the darkness, from the suffering that every person experiences on their own level, from the kinnus, from the calling out to God, from that comes the tikkun. Right? From the calling out to God, from calling out Hashem, from the depths of that place, from saying kinnus, right? From saying kinnus, there's a transformative energy that, that in those areas where there's a teku, there's a transformative energy in those areas where you're trying to understand how you ended up in that position in life and how you ended up so far down the path that you never imagined yourself being from the teku, from the things in your life that you have no understanding of. How did I get here? How did I get to this deep, dark place? How did this happen to me? And why is this all happening to me? When you say kinnis, when you call out to God, the kinnis itself is what brings the tikkun. When you have that lack of clarity, and when you're wondering, how did I get to this very, very far place, and you start calling out to God from that place, and you're doing tshuva, and you're asking Hashem, how in the world did I get there? That itself brings the tikkun. And this is what Rabbi Nachman said, what we started with, right? That teku is chaser nun. It doesn't have the tikkun. It's lacking understanding. But through saying kinnas, through saying lamentations on Tishabav, through a person calling out to Hashem, that itself brings the tikkun, right? That somehow the averus itself, the pain that a person feels from their own sins, from their own addictions, from their own anxiety, depression, and struggles, that pain itself is what brings the tikkun. It's turning mourning of sadness, of darkness, of depression. It's turning mourning into mourning to the morning of light. The transformative power of the pain that the person is feeling and making meaning out of that pain and taking your teku pain and taking the things that you don't understand in life and using them to say kinnis, to pour out to Hashem from the depths of your heart, that itself brings the tikkun. That itself brings the personal and national redemption that every individual and the world is so greatly desiring and so great, greatly are lacking. And this is what we say, Megillus Eicha opens up, Eicha Yashvad Badad, right? Eicha, how could it be? How could it be that Yirmiyahu is sitting there in his this Badad, alone, in isolation, talking to Hashem in his own words, like a son who speaks to his father, 
pouring out his heart to Hashem and wondering, Eicha, Ayeka, where are you? How could this be? That through saying kinas, you're bringing dark, you're bringing light even to the darkest of places, even to the suffering, even to those low places where you found yourself in. Now we're going to go to the screen share. We're going to, we're going to really drive this home over here with a, uh, with Rav Nassim. I'm going to drive this home with Rav Nassim. Okay. Let me see. Oh, hold on a second. Let me, let me make this a little bigger. Okay. You guys can see that on the screen share. So yep. this is this is in a it's just a picture I took of it. It's in Lakuta Halachas Hilchas Gitin Halacha Hey a Halacha Hey letter twenty five. I'm just picking I'm just picking it up. And this is what Rabbi Nachman said in the Torah we just learned. Sheteku anemar v'shas the teku that we say in shas who bechinas mechuser tikan. It's something that's lacking. Again, we're lacking that understanding. And the, the nun bends, and it turns into kinas. But in the future, when Mashiach comes, every single thing is going to be fixed. Then even the teku, the things in life that we don't understand, and we're wondering, how did we ever get to this place? Even that will understand. Because Eliyahu and Obi is going to come and answer all our difficulties and all our doubts. And therefore, uh, and then it's going to happen that the kinas itself brings the tikkun. Ayin Sham. Because the teku, the teku, the, the, that we say to an unanswered question and to our doubts that we say in Shas, that is an aspect of not knowing what to do. Uh, differentiated advice. That we don't know what the proper halacha is in, in the certain mitzvah, and, and mitzvahs we know are advice. And all this comes from a lacking of clarity of the, of the rectification. Right? And the reason we don't understand because our minds are all confused and messed up. Because all the advice was all spoiled due to the sins of the Jewish people. And when the Beis Hamidrash was destroyed, all our minds in many ways went sour and became a lack of understanding and lack of clarity in the world, so much so where there's even a lack of clarity in mitzvahs, where the Gemara will answer, Teku, we don't know the answer. Because all the perceptions, they're all ways to draw rectifications, to draw perceptions into our minds, the idea to come to know God. And this is the world of tikkun, the world of rectification, when we're able to understand God on the deepest, the deepest of levels. Because all the constrictions of the lights and all the constrictions of the perceptions and our mind's ability to understand, all of that is tikkunim, right? Because unless you're able to understand something, it's lacking understanding. And then when you understand that perception, it's a tikkun etzel you because now you're able to understand and wrap your mind around 
Aval b'shas chor b'meis hamigdash. But at the time when the Beis Hamikdash was destroyed, nifgamu hatikunim, then all understanding went and rectification went out the window. Va'az nistalek hanun shel tikun v'nasiteku. Then our ways to perceive God and perceive the difficulties in life and to understand why and how this happened to us, all that went unanswered once the Beis Hamikdash was destroyed. Shehu b'chinas sveikas, and that's where doubt comes from. And that's where, till there's so many advice that leaves us totally, 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 totally confused. And therefore, from the tikkun, uh, and but the tikkun, right, the rectification, because we don't have that clarity, it causes us to call out in kinnas, in emotional pain and anguish, because we don't know what to do. Shehein b'chinas eicha. And this is like eicha, right, that Yirmiyahu was saying. Through saying eicha, and through wondering about the pain, and how you ended up where you did, that itself brings the correcting of not understanding. Through crying, and lamentations, calling out on yourself, you become fixed. And you go ahead, and from your lamentations, and from your emotional pain, and from your suffering, and from your averas, now you make a tikkun. Through St. Kinnis itself, which is an aspect of asking Hashem, Hashem, where is your throne of glory? And you're crying and you're saying, That's what we said. What do we really know, Hashem? How can I find and search out advice? To return to you. In truth and in kindness. And through this, Hashem Hashem sends down His mercy. And shows you the proper path to way to follow. And shows you the correct advice and gives you that emotional clarity that you're looking for. And from your kinnas comes the tikkun. Then istakin hateku, and the doubts in life all get fixed. Shehua suffik chalukas eitza, which is the lack of clarity and knowing what to do. Kizochin ayide tzaakos eicha liskot leida haderecha yashar vaderecha tshuva. That a person merits through saying eicha in order to know the proper, in order to know the proper uh, place. So this is really a. Uh, and a, uh, we just had a little camera breakdown for a minute, but we're back, everyone. So like we're saying, that through saying kinnas, that brings the tikkun, right? So this is an amazing, amazing piece that a person finds themselves in a very, very dark place in life, right? This is what we're saying, that a person's, and they're filled with darkness, they're struggling for years, days, everything, and they don't know what to do. You don't know what to do. You don't know how are you going to deal with your addiction? How are you going to deal with your emotional difficulties, your mental health, with your depression, with all the difficulties in life and the things in life that you don't understand? How are you going to do this? So you call out to God from that emotional place. You say, Kinnis. 
and through Kinnis, as Reb Nassim is explaining, as the Rebbe, Rebbe Nachman is explaining, right, that itself brings the tikkun, right? That the Kinnis is Nasa tikkun. Through searching, Aye, Eicha, Eicha Yashvod Badad, right? Aye, Mekom Kivodo, through searching out, Hashem, where are you in all this? Where are you in Gullus? Where are you in exile? Where have you been for 2,000 years? Ever since the base Hamigdus was destroyed, our lives have been filled with darkness. How are we supposed to know what to do? And through calling out, Aye, Eicha, Hashem, how could this be? Through St. Kinnis, now you bring light to even the darkest of the darkest of places. You bring light to your addictions, to your suffering, to your grief, from your struggles, from Corona, from all the difficult things that are happening to you. Light just keeps on pointing down. Because from our lack of understanding, we call out from the emotional pain, right? And that itself, as Reb Nassim is saying, that itself brings, brings the tikkun. And this is what we saw in Sikha Saran, that, that a person's donos, their averas, are nasim schiyas. That there's a transformative power when a person feels the weightiness of their own sins from the things they did with complete full awareness, with complete das. You knew what you were doing. You knew that you were looking at things that you shouldn't be looking at. You knew that you were committing averas. You knew that you were creating discord and harmony. From that, there's a transformative power, and that becomes you're able to turn mourning into mourning. You're able to bring darkness. You're able to bring light to the, to the darkness of places. This is what it says also in Megillus Eicha, the Medrash Yalkut Shmoni brings, and uh, uh, he explains that why was Eicha set over the Aleph base? Why was Eicha set over the Aleph base? Is it because they sin every letter of the Torah Aleph through base, right? So what does Yirmiyahu Anavi do? He says, Kinnas on the olive base. He's transforming the Averis into mitzvahs. Ugdulo solen Right? That a person could come close to God, they could turn their pain into harmony. They could turn their suffering into light. Right? You could turn your, your pain into joy. So Yirmiyo took the very thing that the Jews sinned with, which was the olive base, that they transgressed every letter of the Torah, and he turned that into light. He turned that into the tikkun. He, turned the, he used the kinnis to turn into the tikkun of Eicha. And as Rav Nussin says, of course, when you pour your heart out to Hashem in that way, and you, make tik, and you say kinnis, Hashem is going to show you the right way, show you the proper path, show you, give you proper advice and a mental and emotional clarity in order to guide you from, in order to guide you from where you are. And I think this ultimately, this ultimately, again, this fits with Tisha B'Av. Why? Because the Pasuk in Zechariah, everyone knows this, Pasuk in Zechariah, Perak 8, 19, it says, Right, the uh, fast of the fourth, the fast of the fifth, the fast of the seventh, Soma Asiri, the fast of the tenth, that's Tisha B'Av, one day, Tisha B'Av is going to be a very happy day. Lumadim Tovim is going to be a holiday, in fact. And that Tisha B'Av itself is going to turn from mourning. <laughs> it's going to turn from kinas into Tika. It's going to be a happy day. It's going to be a happy day, Tisha B'Av. That all that we're going to see when Hashem redeems us with the coming of Mashiach, 
that everything that we suffered in the entire world history was really good. That our donos are nishapchen and becoming tzchuyos. And this is where Rinachman says, in this contains nistei nistaros, hidden, hidden, secret, panemius, hatora, secret, secret, hidden ways. That how is it going to be that there's a transformative power in the worst things you ever did in your life that it's actually going to be good? I don't know. But we're all going to see when Mashiach comes that Tisha B'Av is going to be a happy day. That somehow in the worst thing that happened to us that we're still, we're still mourning over, over 2,000 years later of the destruction of the base Hamigdash, that's going to be a happy day for us. And we're going to see that everything we went through in our national history and on an individual level, we're going to see how the, that darkness is going to flip and get transformed into light. And Tisha B'Av is going to be a happy day from then on. And there's no better, there's no better Pasuk. It's actually, this is one of my favorite Pasukim in Tanakh, actually. Uh, I'm going to say right now, it's a Pasuk in Yeshaya. We actually use it. A, uh, uh, it's one of my favorite Pasukim. Rabbi Nachman brings this Pasuk in a few different places, but uh, it's all about the final redemption. I'm just going to say the Pasuk. I'm not going to read the entire uh, chapter inside, but it's worth it to Yeshaya 35, uh, Pasuk 10. Famous Pasuk, we all know this one. Right? The cast aside nation of the Jewish people, right? They're going to return to Eretz Yisrael. They're going to be singing and dancing. They're going to be elated in their minds. And they're going to chase after happiness. And depression and sadness are going to leave them, right? This we say in Shemona Esrei, comes from this pasuk over here in Yeshaya, that Shem is going to remove depression. So what's going to be at the end of days? The cast aside nation, the nation which seemed to be the furthest to endure the most suffering, the, the nation of the Jewish people, Am Yisrael, us, who had the most suffering throughout our gullus, we're going to come at the ingathering of the exiles, singing and joy and joy. And joyousness, right? And this could also be understood as It doesn't only mean the Jewish people. It means The people who feel the farthest from God. The people who feel like they're suffering the most. The people who suffer with the most depression, the most anxiety, the most trauma, the most difficult relationships. The people who feel the absolute dejected and feel like they're in hell and are completely feel thrown away from God, right? They're the ones who are going to become elated, right? They're going to chase after happiness. It's going to be benahapachu, right? That the worst is going to be the best. The worst is going to be the best. And this is the light of Mashiach. This is the light of turning mourning into mourning, bringing uh, suffering, transforming suffering into happiness, turning depression into emotional contentment, and this is how this, uh, on Tishbub is going to be, again, it's going to be the happiest day. It's going to be a very happy day. It's not going to be a sad day, because in the worst things that we do, there's a transformative power there to turn night into day. This is amazing. It's amazing. Let this be our last Tishbub with the building of the third base Hamigdash, like, like uh, Yechezka Navi prophesied in the last in the last Pesukim of Yechezka, when he talks about the third base Hamigdash, let us build it 
let us see it with our own very eyes to come singing and dancing in the streets of Yerushalayim with Mashiach, when the Vduye Hashem Yeshuvun Uvalitzim Arena, the Simchas Oil Marasho, Sosim, we'll actually see, we'll see Yermiel Anavi, we'll see Yeshaya Anavi, we'll see all the great, we'll see Yechezkel Anavi in the flesh, we're going to see them all there, and we're going to see how everything that happened in our lives, it's going to be healing, it's going to be bliss, right? This is the same parak over here in Yeshaya that says the blind are going to see People are going to be able to see again, and there's going to be streams of water running in the desert, irrigation, and it's just going to be an amazing, 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 amazing time. It's going to be such a, it's such a happiness time. Because it was so dark, it's going to be so light. It's going to be so light. Amen. Beautiful. What do you guys have to say? Questions, comments, later to the editors? Okay.